Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You're listening to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Hey, this is Jess Mowboy, proud to be heard on the beautiful Joy 94.9. Hello. And welcome to Been There, Done That, Joy 94.9, with Chris and Phil and me, Gordon. We're all here again. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Oh, stop it. ho ho, ho. It's ho. gardening chat. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we ho. <laughs> and dig deep. Oh, look, it's a less than a week to go before Christmas, and boy, will I be glad when it's over and done with, so we don't have to put up with these ho, ho, ho jokes from I Phil. just want to get some Easter eggs. <laughs> They'll worry. be out on the market before you know it. Yep. <laughs> they certainly will be. That keeps the hot cross buns. The hot cross buns. Oh, that gets me going again. <laughs> they're, they're cold cross buns. It's they're never the, hot. I hate people that tell you they've got a hot water heater. Do you? Yeah, they've got well, a cold you, water heater. Like, <laughs> you don't have to heat the hot water. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, we're getting real pedantic. I think it's, I think it's the Christmas spirit that's coming oh, for some oh, reason. Oh, but look, I was shocked late last week to hear that terrible news what? about the Simpsons. And Disney. Oh. I don't know if it's that horrible. Long time ago, in one of their episodes, they predicted that 20th Century Fox would actually be taken over by Disney Corporation. And it has come to pass. Well, Nostradamus was a writer for The Simpsons because they had Donald Trump as president years before we did. <laughs> well, I think they ought to go go and do something else to see when are they going to get well, rid of him. <laughs> well, no, he was out of office because Lisa had just gone into office and she said, what are we going to do with this deficit that President Trump left us? <laughs> <laughs> The Simpsons are quite prophetic by the sound of it, the way they were able to do these sort of things way before it happened. If only we could keep looking at the episodes, but they're they're off because they were on Channel 10. That's been bought out by CBS, Mm -hmm. who is one of the other organisations in the US, but not. It doesn't have any rights to use them. They can't use The Simpsons. No. Well, it was bought as a bundle, and that's part of the reason Channel 10 was in such debt, because... The American networks, they apparently don't do it anymore, but you buy a hit show, you have to take all the crap shows with it. <laughs> oh, right. So they didn't have quite enough. Their hit-to-crap ratio wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there dear, you go. Oh, dear, oh, dear. But anyhow, but as we were started off, we're coming up to Christmas, aren't we? Yes, yes. And uh, in case we forget at the end of the show, we hope every listener has a wonderful time. And I suppose we've got to be politically correct and say so, uh, season's greetings. A f- and, uh, and festive uh, season. And, and have a wonderful festive occasion. Happy holidays. Oh, happy holidays. That's that correct, politically correct America speaking. That's right, oh, yes. yes. Yeah. They, they got a song called Happy Holiday. 
But Happy holiday. The funny thing is they don't give themselves holidays. They don't get Boxing Day. They get Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Yeah, but Boxing Day started Whoa. in Boxing Day was a thing that actually started in England. That yeah, the Americans didn't. Well, the Americans take all English customs and stomp on them. That's why they drive on the other side of the road and hold That's their right. fork in their right hand. And see, they're cross and cranky, and they've still got all that pent up emotion. Mm. Well, all the fish died in Boston Harbour because of the tea. Tannin poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Is that real? No, I made that up. <laughs> I wasn't even invited to the tea party. Oh, what? Not even to Alice's tea party. No, she was on drugs. <laughs> a worried about her tea party. <laughs> done all your shopping? I, I, I only have to buy one. I've done, I've done two presents. I've only got one more to go. Yeah. I don't buy. I, my partner and I don't share Christmas presents because he is not a Christian. So no. he's a Chinaman. So they they don't believe in Christmas thing. They believe in gifts. They, they make them gift. all. They make them all. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But um, we don't We don't bother. We just have a, a nice time together and that's about it. But um, family one, we only have Kris Kringle. So there's only one to buy for the fa- in the family. So that was fine. And the, the rest of it are just presents. Secret too. Santa and Kris Kringle, they're all a little bit of a racket. But they're, they're appropriate for the office. At least you can sort of get in the routine there and one buy one present and get one present. Well, we just we are in the family, we are cho- we have a chosen partner to buy for, which makes it just as easy. Yeah, so... That, We've know. been around so much, there's nothing left to give. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> oh. your right. You're not rocking there. Well, mm. that's the whole problem these days, that on the first rubbish day after Christmas Day... The bins are full of all the wrappings and the tinsels and the plastic toys that have broken on the first use. And it's the burst pollution out. But I was listening on the radio this morning about, uh, they were talking about Christmas and what sort of gifts to give and all the rest of it. Somebody said, what do you do if you're given a book that you've already read? And the lady who was sort of talking about it, she said, well, you, you have a cupboard where you keep all your gifts ready to be rewrap them and give them out and you re-gift them to somebody that you hope hasn't read the book as well. <laughs> well as long as you don't give to the person who gave <laughs> you the book. The book yeah. I think you'd make a note to say who gave you this so you don't give it back to them because that that's happened where people have no, no, gifted the, the, back. The, the thing yeah. with books is that you should actually uh, put a label on them, please read me and pass on and leave it in the train or on a seat in a uh, public place. If mm. you left it on a train... A kid would come along, pick it up and say, what's this? <laughs> Where do you plug it in? Yeah. I think it needs to be recharged. Yeah, how do you turn the pages? What, yeah. Oh, look at the page, something turns, yes. yes. My sister used to give books, but she'd always read them first. <laughs> so you knew we were getting a second-hand gift. <laughs> so that's one, one, one of my presents is always a, a gift voucher to my, a very dear friend of mine who's a book reader. No, gift vouchers are actually quite useful. Mm. Not as the, tacky as cash. But they get the job done. Yeah, they But do. they expire, so beware, people. Oh, you definitely. Oh, oh, thank you for reminding me. I've got one from leftover from last year that hasn't been used. Well, one of the gifts that came to Australia in about 1859 on, a, on Christmas Day was something that was a great gift to the the Australian um, countryside. 1859. 1859, yes. Rabbits were first introduced into Australia on Christmas Day in 1859. Oh. That, wasn't that a good present? That worked out well. Like some of the other presents we've been given ourselves, like the cane toads and all the rest of it. <laughs> yes, we've, we've done some and very... In the Northern Territory, the water buffalo. They come from... Um, and in, in the, the acacia bushes, 
the mimosas, some of those, mm. they've gone feral. In fact, I think we exported one to the U.S. into the Everglades area. That was the... Um, I didn't. To soak up all the, the moisture. That, that was the one, the, um, the the paper park tree, yeah. That's <gasps> right. the one that was, yeah. yeah but, but we've, so we've, you've got to be careful with did what they you make, wish for. They make books out of that, did they? Publish them as paperbacks. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't even try that joke out on us beforehand, Phil. Thank you. Oh, it's quite spontaneous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the Christmas traditions are totally stupid in our, our, in our climate and Australian and, climate. Yeah, yeah. Yes. What, like roast dinner. I, I, I oh, no, no, no. Oh, see, we take the food. No, no. The, the, the roast, I love a roast dinner anytime, oh, anywhere, it, even for breakfast. I can remember <laughs> when Christmas is in WA where I grew up. And that it'd be forty-two degrees outside, and you would have this hot meal, and you have every, the oven would be going in the house, and the house would be as hot as hell, and ah, oh, ridiculous yeah. Christmas, yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. But the but they have now got round the um, thing. They a lot of people have seafood and and cold stuff, which is quite good. It is useful. It's useful, but it's just not the same. How did you cope, Phil, in the US when you were there and coping with their season? It was wonderful to have a cold Christmas. Mm. It just made so much sense after a lifetime of Christmas cards with snow. But I can confess now we killed a ficus tree. We put it out on the balcony. We were babysitting it for someone who shall remain nameless. And we had a cold snap in the Bay Area and mm. it got down to, I think, 20-something Fahrenheit. Ooh. And Mr. Ficus said, not playing anymore. Mm. No, rubber didn't trees wake up. Uh, are very, well, the, they're tropical, of course. They're tropical plant, yeah. Yes, but I'm, yes. in 1980, I think it was, I had my first white Christmas when I was in um, Canada and they had their first snow in 35 years and it dumped down. It was amazing. It was the which t- city was that? In? Vancouver. 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 Oh, right. And the, and it was even snowing on Vancouver Island, which is almost unheard of, mm. because they had one of those vortexes that came through. Yeah, uh, and that would froze. be vortices. Vortices. Okay. It's plural of vortex. That's right. Yes. Yeah, but a vortex came through and it uh, snapped, froze the um, oranges in California, and it was just a, it was beautiful. It, it, and that, that's when you really appreciated the hot dinner. Yeah. Mm. Well, Phil. Uh, I think we should be criticised for for killing all those fir trees and pine trees here in Australia, out of season. Well, most of ours have been plastic. <laughs> so we we killed a lot of sea life from the oil. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, it um, is a silly little bunch of customs. It's an old pagan custom too. Of course, it because is. the pine tree or the fir tree actually is during winter about the only thing that stays green. They don't have evergreen trees to have their leaves frozen off like your poor ficus. So, so little baby Jesus was a pagan? He, well, or did he only, just jump in on the celebration? No, he, he but, was a Jew. But you've got to, remem- you've got to remember what? that Christmas Day is the celebration of the soul, the 21st of December, which was a pagan custom before the Italians decided to, the, one of the Roman Caesars decided to make it uh, become a Christian and then he turned S- that Saturnalia. into Saturnalia and all these sort of so things. So you're saying it's all fiction? Oh, yeah. Oh. It's the best selling fiction in the world. Well, yeah. they, they even give them away. Yeah. Yeah, but it was that's that's where it comes from. It's a celebration of the actual solstice, which is the twenty first of December. 
which is but the shortest day in in the northern ter- in the in the northern mm. hemisphere and the longest, the longest day, day for day us. Here so we we've got less than a the, the, the days are starting to get shorter from the middle of by this the middle week. by the middle of uh, uh, the, the week before Christmas yeah. is the shortest day, and then from then we start going the back to winter. Twenty first, twenty second. It yeah. depends which way the sun. Well, you've really made that poem go really long now. What's that? It was a week before Christmas <laughs> all through the house. <laughs> oh, no, I've got to make up seven of these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it all ends gosh. with a Partridge Family Christmas album. Oh, right. Okay. In a pear tree. And we've said already that how inappropriate for Australia it is to have snow and Christmassy cards. Have you got any Christmas cards? Oh, I've got about, Not very many about this year. four or five, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had an, an e-card that was hot for a while. Little animated Christmas cards come in your email. Died off. <laughs> no, they're still available. Oh, well, you nobody sends me any. You can still send them if you want. Well, we've got Jess Malboy and Human Nature. They're going to sing Sleigh Ride here on Joy 94.9 with Gordon, Phil and Chris. was a cute little version of Sleigh Ride. And from Australian artists too. But they were calling you a ding-a-ling. Eh? Ding-a-ling-a-ling-ling. Ling, ling. I can't get that out <laughs> oh, of my yeah. head. <laughs> well, you'll be going home ding-a-ling-a-ling-ling, won't you? Oh, I've been a ding-a-ling all my life. <laughs> yeah, but the, it's a, the sleds are a, a mode of transport. Of have, you, have you ever ridden one down, out of control, down a steep slope? No, I haven't really. Is that the past tense of sleigh? <laughs> Sled? Sled. Um, yeah. How can it be called a sled? Because that's not current tense. So can you go for a sleigh like ride a, in a sled? I think a sleigh is drawn by horses, isn't it? It is, usually. And a sled is horses like can't even hold a pen. How are <laughs> they going to draw a sleigh? <laughs> oh, I really, I've heard it all now. Oh. My horse can draw a sleigh. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And a sled is what you slide down the mountain on by, by yourself. Well, that's a ski. No, that's a sled. 
a ski the is way one you do you it put it on the foot. <laughs> it looks more like surfing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, we should, we've drunk too much eggnog or something. Oh, have we? <laughs> uh, what happens this time of the year, of course, everybody flies oh. off to somewhere. Well, most people, except you and I and Phil... Well, well, I we, take the train to Blackburn, I don't know where you go. <laughs> <laughs> I go to Hampton. You're correct that so many people have to move cities just to be with, with their families family again. With families and all the rest of it, yeah. Because yeah. it's a family occasion. We have all this heavier-than-air aircraft that take us where we need to go. And have it carry lots and lots of people there and was, stuff. There was a time when there wasn't anything like that. We go right back to the beginning of the last century. That's because if man was meant to fly, he would have been given wings. Flight's an amazing thing because it's the, it's the whatever what it is that holds the, the aeroplane up, well, which is the vacuum the that's caused is, by yeah. the, the, the air passing over Leonardo the Leonardo da Vinci, our dear gay scientist from long time before, he had various machines that were never actually put in to practice. He never got them to work. No, but he... But, but he, he had flying machines. He invented a helicopter, actually. He had a helicopter. Yeah. And and that was the, one of the things that he said would lift people off the ground. And I don't know whether he ever got a working model, but a lot of the things that he did do have been reinterpreted in modern times and with our knowledge of lift and aerodynamics and things like this, and some of his original ideas... Actually uh, work. Actually do work. Mm, yeah, I saw... It, it, they did a documentary of that on, the, on I think, SBS at one stage mm. with that and, and what it was... Uh, well, there was, in recent times... The easiest way mm. to get off the ground was to use a balloon. Yes. Balloons. Mm. And then they decided that the variability of direction control in a balloon was a little, left a little bit to be desired. But they were selling 80-day packages. Oh, were right. They? Around yeah. the world in 80 days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> An Australian was that did it was Hargraves, who... Um, built box kites who realised that a kite he re- realised how a kite flew and he wondered what would happen if he made it into a box shape with more paper or fabric or whatever that would the, the wind would get up uh, under it and lift it right so and he took off he, he was he was able to be lifted by the, the so box kite so unpowered. he knew that unpowered but he knew he could lift into the air well that was the start of it all and if the two Wright brothers in America stole that idea and decided well, to put a, an engine to it or try to, to put an engine to it fly. to the box, fly, box to kite the bo- but I think there's a bit of a dispute about who was actually the first to fly a motorised craft well it's there may not be huge... Well, I know there's lots of discussions on who might have been first, but I think we need to define controlled flight. Rather because than unless just... you've got some say in where you're going, <laughs> I'm not too sure if that's flight, being dragged along or supported by a device like but, a kite. Yeah, the Wright brothers just sort of flew in one sort of direction for about yeah. 100 metres or something. And right? that, that was, was technically did. powered flight. Yeah. There were <laughs> other people who actually weren't flying kites, they were actually flying aircraft that use the theory that we're flying with today. And they had the ability to turn and change their direction. Yeah, because kites have been around for thousands of years. Yeah, and they can only go in the straight line. (laughs) They can't turn them. But Mr. Gustav Whitehead, who was a German uh, who migrated to America, he actually, it's been proven that he actually flew a powered aircraft in 1901, two years before the Wright brothers. But he's never given any credit for it, except in Wings magazine. 
it was always been stated that the Wright brothers were first, so they must have been a good publicist. They, they, they were did. self-promoters. Yeah. Self-promoters. And they sued everybody who tried to patent anything to do with flight. So, well, in effect... That's very nice. Oh, they were not very nice men from a documentary I saw. But they spent the rest of their business lives preventing anybody else from actually getting somewhere. And then they gave their flight machine to the Smithsonian Institute. Well, Orville made, didn't do that for decades. No, I know, but then the Smithsonian Institute have been uh, denigrating Gustav Whitehead because they didn't want to put well, pull de- anything down on the on They, the, they don't the want right, to devalue their display. They don't display. want to devalue the display of the Wright brothers. But now. the Wright flyer is hanging in the Air and Space Museum, which is one of my favourite places on the planet. And the fact they can just walk in and see an Apollo landing module or a just things that you know, DC three is hanging from the ceiling, and there might be more too because Mr. Trump said that they were going to go back to the moon and possibly on to Mars. Do you think he could be on the first flight? Well, they could use him as fuel. <laughs> they but could the, use him the as Wright fuel. brothers' plane has actually been to the moon. Neil Armstrong took a bit of the muslin from the left wing right. and a bit of wood from a propeller, All right. and took it to the moon. Oh right, okay, good. Well, that's taking it to the nth degree then, isn't it? But well, that was literally f- taking but, but it to I think the moon. The, the I think furthest they've ever flown, I can tell you. I think Donald should be one of the first volunteers to go to the moon. <laughs> or Potus, Mars. Yeah, there yes. we are. Yeah. On the 18th of November 1987, 31 people were killed when fire broke out in the London Underground and, and it was caused actually by a wooden escalator burning... But that it was, that and it had been started from a fire in fluff and dust and rubbish. Accumulated underneath the escalator and never cleaned. And somebody Ooh, obvi- ah. somebody probably dropped a, a lighted cigarette through the wooden slats of the escalator because they were quite wide slats on the escalators and the wooden ones, if you can remember them. And it probably started the fire that went racing up the escalator and yeah. killed all these people? I, I think there's wooden escalators in Sydney. Or there were. They've just been retired. Have they? Why would you put tyres on an escalator? Well, I was going to ask about the London fire. Did it go up the escalator or did it go down the escalator? I would have thought it went no. up because the draft would have been taking it up to the thing. So you couldn't have service. burnt the down escalator? Probably not. Okay. Just sort of clear that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, but what station was it? Wynyard. 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 Had, used to have Which is a really dark and dismal <laughs> station. Yes. Well, it was when I was there. Yeah. But, yes, they've ripped out the steps and turned them into... It's not a mural, is it? It's a hanging sculpture. Yeah, let's call it a hanging it, sculpture. It looks like the ABC signal or the symbol. Oh, the infin- of, in, infinity symbol. Yeah, symbol. sort of twisted amongst itself. It's very beautiful. Is it? It looks much better than an escalator. <laughs> well, better than just an open space. Let's hope it hangs up there. Golly gosh, let's clap our hands with Sia. You're on joy. It's her no. birthday this week. Is it? Yeah. Well, hold on. When? When was her birthday? Back on the 18th? The 18th. We wouldn't know if we saw her walking down the street because nobody knows what she looks like. I know the wig. The wigs and all the rest of you things she wears, yeah. She's got a public place, but she wants to remain private. Yeah. But yeah. she left it a bit late because there were early clips with her face showing. <laughs> <laughs> so unless she's been horribly disfigured, we won't know. Oh, she, here she comes. She's got another 15 seconds to, before she starts singing. All so right. how do we know when we see her? We don't. We, we don't. We don't see her, we hear her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Phil.
find more Joycasts and show blogs, go to joy.org.au. This Joy program has a podcast and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. You can. How? What? You can go to iTunes. Yeah. You can go to our webpage. Yeah. Which is joy.org.au. Mm-hmm. Or if you really suck, you can send us an email. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> at but, been there at joy.org.au. Right. That's how the lovely listener can contact us. Give us the feedback to tell us how good we are. Or, or tell us how stupid we are. Well, we know that. We know that, yes. <laughs> if we need confirmation, you can send it in. <laughs> if you want to confirm our, our thoughts on that. You might wish to give us season's greetings and happy holidays. What sort of season would that happy, be? Salt and pepper? Well, no, I don't think we've got them in DPO. Oh, have we? Oh, okay. Well, you've got P.O. So. Pepper. <laughs> As I said, too much of the eggnog, I think. Too much of the eggnog. Well, I tell you what, somebody <clears throat> that's had too much of the eggnog, because on the 19th of December, way back in 1843, was one of the greatest Christmas stories ever was printed. That would be A Christmas Carol? By Charles Dickens, yes. He, on the 19th of December, he wrote the, and, he and had it first published. And what was the theme of the story? Oh, some old guy that didn't like Christmas and the... Is that where the original Grinch comes oh, probably, from? Probably, probably. Well, was Scrooge a Grinch? Well, no, but Scrooge was a Scrooge. Yeah, that's where the word Scrooge comes from, where you don't want to spend any money, you don't want to do anything, and all the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. I thought he didn't like those candies, the humbug. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, humbug. The black and whites. Yes, that's well, right. Yeah. I didn't like them either. <laughs> <laughs> but then the ghost of past, present, and future comes and takes him on a little bit of a journey. What was... Dickens's idea of writing that particular story. I'm not sure. It, it's uh, it's. Um, I think it was social commentary. It's social commentary, of course, because there was there was um, the Tiny the Tim and all the rest of the people yeah. in the poorhouse, and how that they were doing it tough, while Mr. Scrooge was sitting back in his big, lovely old house, doing nothing for anybody. Yes, yeah. and I think that's the. I think it might have been a comment on the political type, political scene at the time. I was very confused. When I first heard that Tiny Tim was in the story, because I knew him as singing Tiptoe Through the Tulips, <laughs> and that's the only Tiny Tim I knew of. No, that Tiny Tim, the singing one, was Tiny Tim 2. <laughs> as well and also. <laughs> so that's Tim Tim 2.0. As <laughs> people now say, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but uh, The Christmas Carol is, a, is such a classic in writing when you, when you read it and, and realise what Dickens was getting at because he was a very socially minded man because he was he worked in his younger days as a as a boot black uh, in a boot black factory making the polish to put on shoes because he had to do that to get his father and mother out of jail they were in debtors prison mm. debtors prison mm. isn't that interesting mm. we we don't have those these days do we no, people don't go banks. to jail oh no people don't go to jail anymore for unpaid debts mm. i think they just get a bad credit rating and uh, they bankrupt and it depends uh, how much you've taken everybody for yeah. whether you go to jail i think and in what circumstances mm. but in those days of course they had the debtors prisons which they would put people in and then you had to work to pay to get them out again. Yeah. And there was also the poor houses, and they were basically barrack accommodation for those who couldn't afford a roof over their head. Mm. It's a bit something like in Australia at the moment. There are so many people waiting for housing yeah. in Australia. It's unbelievable. Some, so many things are 
old are still current. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We haven't solved the problem. No. But Charles Dickens, he was a wonderful wordsmith. He oh. had a way with words. And, of course, a lot of his stories have become the basis of films. Mm-hmm. Probably not recent films, but... Uh, they were converted well. There is hardly a cartoon series or sitcom that hasn't done a version of A Christmas Carol. That's right. Yeah, Including The Simpsons. Yeah. Oh. I could imagine the Simpsons, that. the Simpsons one would have been a bit <coughs> hysterical. This is the first one that he actually printed as a whole thing because all of his other books were printed in chapters. Serialised. Serialised, yes. They were actual serials. Christmas Carol was one book. Someone else that is... Uh, rather a good teller of stories, had a birthday back on the 16th of December uh, and they were born in 1899, a couple of centuries ago, I know, but Noel Coward, later to be Sir Noel Coward, he was a UK playwright, actor, singer-songwriter and he was gay, uh, very, very gay, but he had a way with words and he created lots of little songs that made words have lots of meanings, double meanings sometimes, oh, trouble yes. meanings. He, was, he wasn't necessarily naughty, but he played with the language. Mm. And I think our language, our, our vocabularies are being reduced down to a smaller and smaller dictionary of words that we're using in all everyday life. Well, we're life. becoming Americanized, which well, is the thing, you know, with the way we, they speak. We could use their dictionary as well, but mm. I think that with texting, we've limited 140 characters or 280 if you can be bothered these days and we get all the jargon that keeps occurring mm. business jargon we've been brought, been brought up like you and i with a, a good english teacher that spoke taught you how to speak properly yeah, use the words proper. talk proper and and use that use the apostrophe where it's supposed to be and all the rest of it you you when you read newspapers these days it gets a bit hard we had trouble every time we wished to use the the little boys room all right. Because you'd ask the English teacher, can I go to the toilet? And he said, I'm sure you can, but I'm not sure if you may. <laughs> yes, that's right. He says, you're not asking about your ability to go, are you? <laughs> well, we, we had the joke at school. Uh, when I put my hand up like this, what does it mean? Well, if you're a policeman, it's must stop, can't go. But if you're in the classroom, it's must go, can't stop. <laughs> Do people, I suppose, children still put up their hands for to want to leave the room? Well, it's a good. It's, it seems to be. A it's a good that, signal to anybody else that something mm. needs to happen. Mm. Or, I I often get in discussion groups, and I always indicate my desire to speak by raising my hand rather than talking over the top of someone else. That's what we do here, don't we? Hello. We raise a hand when don't we want to speak. Don't give away the secrets. <laughs> In a computer, it would be called a, an interrupt. All right. So a computer goes around, just does its same old thing, throw mm. routine. So in a traffic light, if you go and push the button, you interrupt the, the CPU, and it says, oh, it wants me to run that program where I flash that little green man. Oh, right. Okay. But um, some of Noel's Coward's work was very, very humorous. Like he sent up the British, like mad dogs and Englishmen, go out in the midday sun. He was writing about the people that lived in the tropics and had a gin, a gin and tonic to... They had people to do for them. Do, yes. It was the upper class. Yes. It was upper crust, for sure. And he sang, he sang a very lovely song called Matalo, singing about his boyfriend in the Navy, yeah. which is a very, very clever thing. He was also very popular with royals. Uh, he was a very good friend of uh, Princess Margaret, and uh, he used to. She used to stay on his island down in the Caribbean. Mm. Wow. Okay then. Oh, where's my island? 
in the sun. Do we, do we get a, an island each? And I'm just not aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he could afford it. Another person from Britain who actually had a very good script writer and delivered lines beautifully was the actor Nigel Hawthorne, another gay man. Sir Nigel, wasn't he? Did he, uh, did he, get, did he get a knighthood? I can't remember. But he was a well. Very he certainly in the thing was he was Sir Humphrey Appleby. Apple. Yes, that's right. Yes. <laughs> he died twenty sixth of December two thousand and one. So he's been gone many a long year, but he had the scripts of the series Yes Minister and Yes Prime Minister, where they were lampooning the public service and the government service, getting things into Parliament. I reckon they should bring that series back now because it's. It's still current with what's going on in parliaments all around the world at the moment. Bring back Sir Humphrey. But I just say replay the, oh, the, series, the original series okay. because they, it's, it, nothing has changed. They're still the same. The government services and the, and the public service. A bunch of bumbling boobs. Yes, something, something like Something like that. Well, we're going to have Ricky Martin, who's got a birthday round about this time, 24th of December 1971. Oh, we like Ricky. Christmas Eve. Oh, we like Ricky. Yes. yes. He came out to Australia quite recently for The Voice, that singing oh, yeah. competition. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he's, he's still, he used to be, he's still a pretty good looking man. Oh, he's 47 year olds, but he's wearing very, very well. Oh, is he? Oh, so you oh. see, he's got those Latin looks still. It took him a while to come out, though. Yes, it Everybody in the world knew he was gay before he said so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, time, what age was he when he started his Eight. little boy band? Eight. Oh, he didn't start it. He was just, they were a, like young talent time. You're only in there until you hit puberty and yeah, then you get yeah. kicked out. But he was eight years old when he started. Yeah. Golly gosh, so the girls would have been queuing up. They did. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> he had a long-term relationship with one of his, um, with a, a woman as well. Yeah, with a handbag. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. You're enjoying 94.9. Been there, done that with Phil, Chris and Gordon. And Here's Ricky. Ricky Martin. La reina de la noche, la diosa del vudú. Yo no podré salvarme, podrá salvarte tú. Te besa y te desnuda con su baile demencial Cierras los ojitos y te dejas arrastrar Tú te dejas arrastrar Ella que serás Vive la vida loca Y te dolerá Si de verdad te toca You can find more Joycasts in show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. 
You're with Chris Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that on Joy 904.9. Nearly Christmas. Nearly Christmas. Only got a few days to go. Good on you. I'm getting bored. (laughs) Well, I've done all my shopping. Would you be singing at Christmas? Uh, yes, I've got a carol service or three to sing at. Oh, right. oh, the least I can do is, is keep the little kiddies happy with my singing. Will you be singing ring, ding, 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 ding? From earlier <laughs> in Sleigh bells. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not called ring, ding, 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 ding. No, no, I think they're called sleigh bells, oh. Phil. <laughs> They'd be ringing, wouldn't they? One, one of the things that we, we, we do have to remember is in... in 33 years ago on Christmas Day was Cyclone Tracy. Oh, right. Santa that, never made it into Darwin. Santa never made it and into Darwin. And there was Darwin a song or, about that. That's right. They wrote a song about that too, yeah, which raised a bit of money to help rebuild the place. But and they rebuilt it very, very well. Yeah. But those lucky kids in Darwin, yeah. I was quite jealous because they got a free flight in a jumbo jet. Yes. The jumbo jets had only just come out. They my, were evacuated. My mother's bridesmaid was living in Darwin at the time too. She was an elderly lady and she had been there during the other cyclone that hit Darwin back in the 30s or something or other. That's a term you don't hear very often. What? My mother's bridesmaid. <laughs> just doesn't come up yeah, in conversation. They'd gone to live up there again. They'd gone back to Darwin because they liked living there and they survived two huge tropical cyclones that hit Darwin mm. about 30 or 40 years apart. Unbelievable. But you can be in the wrong place at the right time. So all the people had to get evacuated out. Mm. Now, they sent the army in to fix that all up. Yep. Who was the, the boss master of the army? Major General Stratton, was it? Was it Stratton? It was Stratton, yes. Yeah. And he, he did a very, very good job by, by getting it all together and sort of um, making sure that there was no looting and all the rest of it. They must have used other body parts as well, like, like, like the leggy. You can't just have an army walking around fixing up a city. <laughs> <laughs> and which army? Was it the right army or the left army? You could have added... How affectionate are you with your various limbs? You, that, that egg knob is really working. It's <laughs> not knob. Oh the lemons have legs. I think they'll take us off air after this one. <laughs> oh, no, look, I, I, I'm actually grateful for that a lot of kids are not around the city in this last week because they've already shot through. Their parents have taken them away for school holidays and everything. Yeah. And last week there was all that tension for those poor kids. I think today that the were l- waiting for their ATAR results. Yeah, I think last last week was the um, the uh, last day of school. I think they've yeah. all gone. Mm. But the, in New the South ATAR Wales, results are a bit of a worry for a lot of people. But what they did in in Sydney is they re- released one day early the people who got the top marks. They got told a day before the. The plebs. Oh, that's a very really? interesting concept. Oh, I don't see the point of that, really. No, I think they should all be released at once so everybody gets to know. I think know. it's so they can get the pieces on TV. Oh, oh it could be. And, of course, the papers last Friday were fat with extra pages with it all written down. Oh, so all the cor- All yeah. the courses and stuff that they could be going on here. We say to the kids, you know, you shouldn't stress out too much with your ATAR results. Life isn't always dependent upon your tertiary education. Do you have an email from a listener, maybe? Well, we might have actually had one of those. Let's have I, a read. I, I was, it was interesting to hear from Gruen Transfer. Yeah, Gruen. Um, the guy that's on that always wears the great T-shirts. He said he has never, ever asked. When he's employed somebody, he has never asked them what their ATAR score was. He always asks, what have you done to help somebody? Yeah, he well, doesn't, doesn't worry about the ATAR score at all. He says, What if they, their answer is, I help somebody get a higher ATAR score? <laughs> well, he might give them a go, give them a job. <laughs> But, but it's only an entry into the next part of your life. There is life outside university. 
yes. is there? Yes. How do you Mine know Mine was. Yeah. And still is. But the, but the point is that the education these days has gone to make, to try to get everybody to go to university where there are people that are not... And um, we have a shortage of tradespeople. Yeah, and, we, ha- and we, we don't have the resources to give these people the education. And, they yeah. get, and most of the people, a lot of the people get to the university and find out it's totally different to what they thought because they have to do their own study and all the rest of it. That, it's not a controlled atmosphere. Well, I think... Kids have had a, a, a fairly narrow life up to that particular point. They've been living at home. They've had perhaps a restricted opportunity to see the rest of the world. Their interaction with older part of the society is limited as well. Mm. And all of a sudden, the university becomes the great big wider world. But my experiences with university, are, I've been to Stanford had lunch there one day. Oh. <laughs> went, went to the grad- University of Michigan oh, on a gra- service call. You're graduates yeah. from all these universities. Yes. And I went to UC Berkeley in Northern California to see a Paul McCartney concert. Well, you've been to <laughs> So I've been to three universities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Melbourne University. I used to have a boyfriend there. Did you? Mm. Oh, right, okay. I've been to Melbourne but University for a meeting. That's about it. There is life outside university and through your education. Life is, uh, is full of experiences. It's like That's a right. box of chocolates. Yeah, the hard centres and soft centres? No, you just never know what you're going to get. Right. Okay, then. Thank but you, Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Uh, but this is the thing. That a lot, so much is, is attached to that score that so much is made of it, but it, you shouldn't worry about it because it doesn't mean the end of the world. And it's it's just testing. It's not That's not your measure of your wisdom. It's your no. ability to answer the questions that's of right. stuff yeah. you've just been told. I had a question from a teacher in grade five. Did you? Because I wasn't paying attention to him. <laughs> and he said, what were you doing while Rome burned? And I gave him a very puzzled look. And he said, you're sitting there fiddling. <laughs> were you fiddling while Rome burned? Nero. I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> no, that's world experience Nero. showing up. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9. And you're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. Look at the time. Oh, look at the time indeed. It's probably uh, time for us to say... Have a Merry Christmas. Yes, or I guess a we. Happy season of one sort or another. Feliz yes. Navidad. Oh, that as well, yes. Okay. And we're an hour closer to Christmas than when we started this chat. <laughs> <laughs> and when we chat to you next, it'll be Boxing Day. Mm. And we'll be able to gloat and say how tight our tummies are still. Is that possibly. the day when you're allowed to go and punch people in the chest? No, I well, don't think so. boxers do it. They get paid money, but don't. Yeah, the, I see the Australian guy won the world championships. Mr. Horn. Mr. Horn again. Well, there you go. All right, then. Well, thanks very much for our pre-Christmas show. Yeah, well, we will just um, wish you the season's greetings. Season's greetings, season's that's greetings. right. We're back on Boxing Day, and then we'll be able to say mm. Happy New Year to and you. Don't eat advance. too much. And may the bluebird of happiness not poop on your presents. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Phil. Bring out the eggnog. Yeah. Here we go. Right. Time for Slinky Minx. Slinky Minx. What's she, what are they going to do? Say that again without the eggnog. Oh, that's a bit hard to do. Slinky, slinky, slinky Minx. What, 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 are they, what are Slinky Minx doing? Well, whatever they're doing, they're doing it another time. Oh, all right. No, I want uh, them to do it now. Yes. <laughs> all so right, then. We're here. here they come.
This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.